You're listening to the Therapist to Millions podcast, where we get under the skin and into the brains of the world's leading therapists with Dr. Susan Spicer and myself, Damian Mark Smith, as we delve into the world of all kinds of effective therapies with fascinating and challenging cases, plus marketing tips and what's really working in mental health right now. Hello and welcome to the Therapist to Millions podcast, where we get under the skin and into the brains of the leading therapists all around the world. And today, all the way from the US of A, that has a time change, I should add, Anka Sanchez Navarro is a psychotherapist and mental health speaker. She's been a therapist and presenter for 30 years and is absolutely passionate about helping people and imparting a message of personal power to change and grow every day and at any point in their life. Welcome, Blanca, to the show. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Good, good, good. So listen, tell me, 30 years, I mean, that, you know, you don't look old enough. Uh, <laughs> Here's how the gray. Did you, <laughs> how did you get into therapy? What types of therapy do you practice? Well, as how did I get into therapy? That's a super long story. I'm a storyteller, but bottom line is I have a bachelor's and a master's in psychology. And so as some people would say, I was raised by a pack of psychologists. Um, as far as inspiration, my mother was a social worker before social work was a major. And she was always really inspiring from, to me with the, the really positive work she did in a lot of communities uh, in Texas. So I will definitely say my mother is an inspiration. Um, as far as my background and, you know, what I do is I'm a psychotherapist, a LPC licensed professional counselor and a licensed chemical dependency counselor. And I'm a supervisor for other LPCs. Uh, my early career was in substance abuse and that's long been a specialty for me, striving to help those who are suffering with addiction and helping their loved ones. So that's an area of specialty. Um, as far as, you know, what types of therapy I provide because of my psychology background, um, I can use a pretty wide range of therapeutic techniques and I call myself an integrative therapist, basically meaning I'm not tied to one theoretical approach. I'm going to try to pull from a, a pretty vast, I don't want to say vast, that sounds arrogant, but, you know, a pretty broad range of therapeutic skills and techniques to really find something that's going to resonate or work with uh, any particular client. I love that. And whereabouts are you based in the US, by the way? I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. So it's nice and warm down there at the moment. Well, for us, it's actually cool because it's in the 60s. Okay. So in terms of like what what specific you say integrative therapy? So you give us give an example of a couple of the different ones you use. Well, I mean, I have a baseline of cognitive behavioral techniques because okay. yeah. addressing kind of things starting there where somebody's thinking, you know, and, and helping them to maybe shift perspectives. That's a that's something I use very strongly. Um, looking at people's core beliefs. Mm -hmm. uh, I also use some narrative therapy, some uh, and and my philo philosophical approach is pretty humanistic. And um, let's see. Well, I'm I'm old school and I still use the word gestalt, which actually is kind of connected to some mindfulness, being present in the moment, dealing with where we are right now. Yeah. But I also definitely will delve into a person's background um, using some family systems, interpersonal, and because really understanding where we came from explains how we got here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people are not able to move forward until they can answer the big question of why. 
Why am I like this? What's wrong with me? And in order to really understand that, you have to delve into your past. Kind of like history. History is important because if you don't understand where you came from, you don't know how how to move forward sometimes. So true, yeah. Okay, now using hypotheticals and no identifying factors, what is, is an example of a specific success story you have in your practice? Well, um, the example is actually, it's it's any client who, my, my greatest successes are with clients who helping somebody move past seeing suicide as the only option to get past their pain. Um, I've unfortunately, you know, I say unfortunately, fortunately been able to be a part of interrupting that moment. Um, one time moment, I was on the phone with someone and luckily they called me, they reached out to me. And I was able to get emergency services to where they were. And several years later, um, it was when I was working at the university, they thanked me and they thanked me as they were graduating. And they said, if it weren't for you interrupting that moment, because it's 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 these moments, um, then they wouldn't be alive and they wouldn't have graduated. I also had somebody uh, who I interrupted that process by calling emergency services and the first phone call they made, because uh, unfortunately it especially back then it involved the police going and then you go down to the police station and luckily it's changed somewhat that we have mobile crisis units but back then that person's first phone call was to call me and tell me how angry they were with me and i said you know what i will take you being angry with me i am so glad you are alive to be able to tell me that you are angry with me okay i don't know why my phone went off sorry i apologize trying to turn it off oh it's because the car all right i hope you can't hear it sorry about that no it's okay actually interesting fact we've we've got some clients who uh, are using tiktok quite a lot at the moment and um there are certain words that you're not allowed to say on tiktok for for obvious reasons and one of them actually is suicide but you can say right make yourself unalive there you go interesting right right tiktok (laughs) Um, I'm now, trying to throw. Can you? Uh, Sorry about you, this. It's okay. Can you give us? I tried example? three times to turn it off. <laughs> Pardon? Can you give us an example of a really fascinating, unusual, or interesting case? You know, I really struggled with that question. Um, I've got. A, I just feel like I'm. I'm even. Even if. Um, I mean, the answer is yes. I do have them. But I, I just feel there's this part of me that really struggles with sharing even someone's, you know, case as far as uh, those details, even unidentifiable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've had clients who experience cult abuse. Um, I've had the traumas, actually, it's, it's um, the traumas people go through are unspeakable and you can't write that stuff. Um, and so there's a part of me that I don't want to describe. It's very interesting, but it's very disturbing. So I apologize that I don't have a specific case prepared because I really struggled with that question. Totally understandable. Why do you, you know, in your experience, why do you think people do what they do? I mean, where does some of this stuff come from? Well, as far as trauma, I mean, um, when, when someone perpetrates violence against someone else in whatever way, Okay. Most commonly it's because that person experienced trauma also. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
And so what happens for a lot of people when they experience trauma, especially at the younger the age, or a lot of it's, it's, it's at a young age, when we experience especially repeated trauma like abuse, a person can relate to either they, they learn, they learn how to be a victim and so, or sometimes they learn, hey, the only way I'm going to have power is by doing this same thing. And so some of those perpetrators, a lot, a, a very high percentage, I don't have numbers off the top of my head, but a very high percentage of those perpetrators have been abused themselves and they're exercising their will. The only way they can feel safe is if they perpetrate violence on someone else. And if you think about it, that's actually the underpinning is hazing, hazing in, in, in school systems or in sororities or fraternities, or, you know, you hear about it like in boarding schools and stuff like that, or, um, you know, fraternities, um, people have this idea, well, if I went through this horrible thing, I need to make somebody else go through it. That's the only way you get to join my, and, and it's this attitude that that's the only way to get someone to appreciate something or, and that's just not true, but underneath it is this idea that that's the way to have power. And you think about people who perpetrate hazing, they really are in a position of power. And I think and, that's why it's so important that, that, that people go for therapy, especially if they've experienced something like yes. that. It's all about getting off the merry-go-round. We don't, this, this cycle's got to stop. That's really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, how do you look after your own mental health as a therapist who hears this stuff? Well, well, I think one of the the first things is the therapist has to know that we're not in control of other people. We are there to help. We are there to guide. We are there to walk with someone to get them, let's say, across the river into a space of recovery. But in all of my career, I've never fixed anyone. I am not actually responsible for their recovery. I offer them tools and hopefully they take it up. Um, I used to not, my mother is you know, I'm from Texas and my mother's from Texas. And she used to say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And I used to think that was the weirdest saying. But as a therapist, I now understand you can lead someone, you can guide them, you can show them this is, this is what could be for you. I've seen it happen so many times. And it's up to them whether they take that drink or not. Mm. Um, in the field of recovery of, of addiction, that's why people relapse so often is it's so scary People show them, people explain it to them, but you have to do, you have to actually do it. That's actually why diet, the diet industry is so, you know, billions of dollars are spent is because there's a simple formula for that, but we all struggle with trying to actually do exactly what it takes. Yeah. We don't want to have to, I would like an easier way. I don't want to have to go through the trouble. So anyway, anyway, so taking care of my mental health is the, the constant struggle of leaving it there knowing that I, you know, being able to ask myself, have I given everything I can? And then filling my own life with friends, with family, with loved ones, with getting out in nature. I, I love nature and I'm so blessed to live where I do, where I get to be outside three quarters, if not more of the year, mm -hmm. and I can enjoy the outdoors. Um, keeping connected to my spirituality. Uh, also, I love to sing. I, I always tell people, I'd love to be put out of a job and not the therapy was not needed. I would love that. I'd love for my job to become obsolete and I'd be a lounge singer, you know. And I live in Austin, Texas, like music capital, you know, it's amazing here. So everybody's in a band here. So uh, what is your most successful marketing technique that you use to grow your practice? Well, I thought about that a lot and I really networking, getting out, like doing this interview, 
yeah. networking, going to, you know, I, I belong to a couple of associations, um, getting out and, and connecting with people who offer complimentary services. As a therapist who specializes in addiction, there are a lot of therapists out there that just really don't know what to do with that and really struggle with it because of the long story of people not really understanding what addiction actually is, that it's a disease and it is a mental illness. But then there are people who, let's say, they specialize in eating disorders or they do couples work. And so we provide support for each other when somebody contacts me. I also, um, I... I get a lot uh, about uh, getting out of getting in front of people. I've been a spe- mental health speaker for, I don't know if all 30 years, but at least more than 20. And people remember if you do a good presentation, mm-hmm. they remember and they come to you and they say, I saw you do this talk and I want to know more about what you do. or I have somebody I'd like you to see. Um, I also have to make sure my website is um, informative, navigable and visually pleasing. <laughs> and I almost, I, I try so hard not to leave my house without my business cards. You you never know where you might meet someone and they want your card. Almost everyone knows somebody who needs help. And yep. the other day, uh, not too, I recently bought a new car and several of the people, oh, you're a therapist. Oh, I handed them my cards. Now, whether they'll call me or not, I don't know. So those are things that I, I try to do. That's really useful, especially the carrying the business cards all the time. That's really powerful. Now, on the subject of marketing, if you could write a book, what would the title be? The title would be You Are Enough. Now let's go from there. Nice. I like and that, that actually goes back. Do you, you like that? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it goes back to the idea when we were talking about perpetrators and power and the way we feel like we have power. That's the unfortunate thing is people don't feel they don't experience their own self-efficacy or their personal power. And we think the only way we are important or valuable is if we exert control or power over other people. And if I can understand my own worth at a, at a very core level, not that I'm perfect, not that I don't need to strive or want to strive to, to grow, but to, it's hard to grow if I'm always beating myself down. If I don't value myself enough and no, I mean, when a baby is born, we immediately think it's valuable. And that's the way we kind of need to live our lives is knowing at our core, we are valuable. Love that. I don't know if that makes sense. That's brilliant. Now on the subject of books, what's your favorite therapy book and why? Um, There are so many out there, obviously, but over the years, the reality is the one I have referred to clients the most is a book called Adult Children of Alcoholics by Janet Woiditz. And uh, it was written in the 80s. But those core common characteristics of people who have grown up in dysfunctional family systems. um, Now, she wrote it coming from adult children of alcoholics, you know, people are people suffering from addiction. But those core dynamics of a dysfunctional or chaotic family system tend to generate these common characteristics that people struggle with. And I find so many clients relate to it. And the idea also in the book is breaking free. It's not just talking about what a mess something is. It actually addresses and approaches how to break free of that cycle and not create a dysfunctional family in your own life. Wonderful. What's your favorite non-therapy book and why? Well, anything Agatha Christie. <laughs> um, also, there's a book called The Lacuna by B- Barbara Kingsolver. 
It's the lacuna, L-A-C-U-N-A, the lacuna. It's this dynamic story based in Mexico where I have family heritage. And then my other most recent one is A Gentleman in Moscow by Amar Tolls. And it was just so expertly and beautifully written. I mean, it was just, there were just beautiful sentences in that one. I was amazed. I love those. So the, I know I was supposed to do one, but I never do that. Don't worry. We'll stick both of those in the show notes as well. Now, I think, you've you. already, I think you've already uh, alluded to this already, but what is your top tip for mental health in the world today? Okay, so going, yeah, you're right. I kind of did touch on it. I'm going to go ahead and read, going back to the book, knowing we're enough and letting go of uh, unfair com- comparisons that keep us trapped. Also, having the genuine understanding of where we do and do not have control and taking responsibility for ourselves, not for others. Um, if you're feeling stressed, you know, operating from this place daily, where do I have control? So if you're feeling stressed, a great question to ask yourself is in this moment, where do I have control and operating from there? Now, the bottom line answer to that question is always you have control over yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. So start from that point and you'd be amazed at what that can do. I think that is a core concept also. I love that. That's really powerful. Now, finally, fact or a joke to get a T-shirt. Are you an exclusive? Where are they? Here they are. Just put one here. An exclusive. This is for everyone on the watching the YouTube channel. Therapist to Millions T-shirt. Tell us a fact okay. that blows our mind, or tell us a joke that's one of a kind. Which is it to be? All right. I don't have. A, I don't have my jokes. Do not translate. It just <laughs> depends. You know. So I was like, that could be. You know, I don't want to do that. You know, I have. Cajun jokes, Thibodeau Boudreau, but you have to know what Cajun life is like. So I limited that. So I'm going to tell you this fact. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that a lot of illicit drugs or mood altering substances, you know, alcohol, sedatives, barbiturates, cocaine, heroin, opioids, cannabinoids, all those, they sit in receptor sites in your brain. You know, you've got neurotransmitters. They'll sit in so many different receptor sites for so many different neurotransmitters that if you're on psychotropic medication, let's say some type of antidepressant, a lot of them are SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. If you've got some mood altering substance sitting in that receptor site, it's not going to allow the effect of that selective serotonin reuptake, the SSRI, to take effect. So the SSRIs try to keep more serotonin in the synapse. But it doesn't matter that you've improved that ability for the serotonin to sit there because it's getting blocked by your mood altering substances. Mm. So if you're wondering if your medication, why isn't it working? Ask yourself, am I using a lot of alcohol? Am I smoking a lot of weed? You know, what 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 am I doing that's going to be blocking those those receptors? That's my little fact. You know, ask your psychiatrist to explain how your medication works in your brain. A lot of people don't actually ask that. And it's I find it completely fascinating. Well, I love that. And not only is it a fact that blows our mind, it's also really, really useful. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and finally, how can people get a hold of you? How, what's your website address and how can people get a hold of you? Oh, thank you. My website address, thank you for the marketing, Um, uh, is it's really easy. Blanca Counseling, B-L-A-N-C-A Counseling, all together, all lowercase, uh, dot com. Fantastic. 
and we will put all of those links in the show notes which is actually going out today so it's like the, i think we're finally caught up so <laughs> fantastic and i'm on linkedin and, and on LinkedIn as well, so we'll put, we'll put that link on there too. So thank you so much for taking the time out and sharing sharing that with us today. Really appreciate it. And I appreciate you and everything you're, you're doing on the front line. Really do. Thank you. Thank you so much for connecting and allowing me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. I hope it's helpful. It is really helpful. And, uh, and we'll be sending you a code for th- three free months of the pro- professional membership for Therapist to Millions as well. As well as Woohoo, I like oh. that. Okay. Fantastic. Thank All you right, so thank much. Thank you so much. It was nice to meet you. And you take care. All right. Bye-bye. If you would like to take part as a guest on the Therapist to Millions podcast, simply head to therapisttomillions.com and reach out to support and let us know. All the guests on the show will get three months free access to the professional version of the Therapist to Millions membership, plus a chance to win an exclusive Therapist to Millions t-shirt. And if you would like to know how to write a best-selling book, secure a TEDx talk, create membership sites, lead magnets, client acquisition funnels, podcasts, and way more besides, then why not head over to therapistamillions.com forward slash GoPro and join our community for just $97 per month, which you can cancel at any time.